You're listening to the College View's Arts Review podcast. I'm Lauren Allen and today I'm joined by College View contributors Michelle Cullen and Rhea Maguire. We discuss the groundbreaking new show It's a Sin, Netflix increase in subscription prices, great movies to watch this Valentine's Day and the faith of festivals and concerts as we head into our second COVID-19 summer. I hope you enjoy. So Rhea and Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today. Michelle, I'll come to you first. Can you tell us about your first story? Yep, so the first article I looked at this week was written by Emily Clark, and it's about how you can spend this Valentine's Day because obviously due to COVID, a lot of us will be alone. And um, so what you can do to kind of pass the time and still have a good Valentine's Day. And so she recommended like six movies that you could watch them. They're all kind of romantic and some of them are kind of the opposite of that. So she kind of covers all bases in what you could watch. So her first suggestion was The Notebook. So everyone's probably heard of this. Um, it's been around a good while now but it's kind of a classic everyone watches it the only thing is with it it's quite it's so sad it's so sad so you'll probably spend valentine's day crying your eyes out and it is available on netflix so you can watch it there and um, it's ryan gosling and rachel mcadams and it's the adaption of the nicholas sparks novel and so that was the first recommendation then we had Five Feet Apart with Cole Sprouse and Haley Lou Richardson. Um, so that's about two teenagers with cystic fibrosis. Um, but they have to kind of stay away from each other. They kind of have this love story, but they have to stay away from each other um, because of their conditions. So again, I think it'd probably be quite a sad movie. I always try to stay away from the sad ones because it just, it's too much. You know, you kind of want to feel happy on Valentine's Day. But again, that's available on Netflix. Um, then we had 51st Dates with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Another classic. It's been around a while. Um, I really like this one. Um, it's funny and it's lighthearted, but it also has a really good storyline. Um, again, on Netflix. Then we have um, the Bridget Jones Diaries. Um, Emily suggested you could binge watch the three of them. Um, again, it's on Netflix. Um, Renee Zellweger. Um, it's been around a long time. Everyone's kind of seen Bridget Jones, one, one or two of the movies. Um, but it's kind of a good lighthearted one again that you won't get too bogged down in. Um, Hugh Grant is in it and it's a good cast. Um, then you have The Breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. Um, so this one, Emily suggested, can show you why relationships sometimes don't work out or sometimes they're worth holding on to. Um, so that one is funny. It's a good rom-com. Jennifer Aniston's always great in those kind of movies. And that's available on Prime Video. And then we have Gone Girl. So this is very different to the other movies that Emily suggested. Gone Girl can be kind of a bit scary. It's a thriller. Um, it has a really good storyline. It's very different to anything you probably ever watched before. Um, so that's a good one if you don't feel like all the warm and fuzzy times of Valentine's Day. Yeah, I think I think out of those great movies that Emily suggested, I would probably say Bridget Jones, just because, I don't know, I just, I love Bridget Jones. I love those movies. Um, and Gone Girl as well. Gone Girl is good, but it definitely is, like you said, a strange one to watch on Valentine's Day. But then again, if you're not into the cringy, stereotypical like love stories and that is a good one which is your favorite out of all those I always liked 51st Dates just because yeah. I'd never watched something like that I always liked Adam Sandler it's really funny and um, even like the trainer in the zoo he works in like a it's like a arctic kind of zoo he's he's works with penguins and it's just a really good kind of storyline it's funny 
you can kind of just relax and watch it. You're not going to get too stressed watching it. I always find I get stressed out when I'm watching really sad things. Yeah. So it's a good one to just relax to and watch. But again, like you said, Bridget Jones is really good. It's very relatable. She's kind of a bit like all of us, kind of all over the place. So they're all good recommendations. And just before we move on to Ria then, where can you find all of these movies? Are they on our streaming platforms? Most of them, the first few are all on Netflix and only two are on Amazon Prime Video. So they're all available there. Um, definitely if you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can go on Netflix and there's four of them out of the six are on there. And again, there's other streaming websites that they're all on as well. Brilliant. It's a nice thing to do anyway, since we're all stuck at home again, as per usual. So Ria, I'll go on to you then. Are you going to bring us on to our next story? Yeah, so the story that I chose this week was a review by Liam Coates. It focuses on the new Channel 4 series called It's a Sin. And in the in the review, he kind of just goes through the motions that it it's a it's a kind of it's a revival of that time of when um people kind of were young people were out in the 80s kind of it was kind of a, a, a time where sexuality was becoming more accepting more obvious in mainstream um life but um the fun is kind of overshadowed by kind of this doom and gloom this impending epidemic that is coming uh and at first it's it focuses the series focuses on these five people mainly this uh character called Richie who is played by uh the main singer of years and years Ollie uh, Alexander is his name and then uh throughout the series it kind of goes it it's not continuous it kind of skips a year so it could be two years three years later and we kind of see the gradual impact of a on the on the gay community and how how a uh, serious and not fun it was it 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 it, it was very scary to be honest very terrifying and through, through the show, uh, the narrative at first starts to center on Richie, who's young, who's kind of having sex all the time, like young people do, uh, really not taking any acknowledgement of what's going on around him, because like anyone who would question, um, he was questioning that the the story of AIDS and the scaremongering was just because to kind of put the gay people back into the closets to kind of scare them to not to live their lifestyle um but then the that through the show the narrative changes and rather seeing the people living in the AIDS epidemic you start to see the people around them who don't have AIDS but are who are losing these friends every week going to funerals every week and it's it's it definitely is kind of a shocker, but also a realistic view of what the gay community was like in the 1980s. I thoroughly enjoyed this show. Um, it's not it you you need to be prepared when watching this show because at the start it's it's full of 80s music. The 80s music is throughout it, but it, it's kind of partying them having loads of sex and a party is like it's kind of funny a party is like please don't go out and be a normal human and get with people please just be safe you know and then it does it is a bit of a shocker I won't lie and uh, another another um, kind of strange thing about the show is that Neil Patrick Harris is in it 
Um, in in the review, Liam Coates didn't particularly enjoy this um, uh, cameo. It's not really a cameo, but role taken up by uh, Neil Patrick Harris. But I have to say, I really did enjoy his character. It really helped to develop um, one of the characters called Colin to kind of accept his sexuality, although he's only in. Sorry, he's only in one episode of the show. Um, I, I, I did enjoy. He's a bit posh. I, he's a bit posh his betrayal, but I, I felt it was good for the, the development of the show for the character. Yeah, I think um, it's a really interesting topic, and it's such an important topic as well. There was a great mm. sentence in the piece that you are talking about here, and it says, "How intoxicating to see a show bravely go." where few would dare and tackle a taboo topic with such raw honesty. Do you feel the media can do more to tackle taboo subjects? Oh, of course. Of course, uh, media can do more. Um, it's, it's, I don't really realise media today uh, know that people actually want to see this, this hardship. People want to see more diversity, more, more colour, more history, more context to the world that we are living in. Because I'd say there's a lot of heterosexual people who aren't today young people who aren't or even gay people who aren't aware of the tragedy the the pain the loss the trauma that so many gay people experienced between uh, during this epi- epidemic because p- people were dying gay people were dying and no one was no one was caring purely because it wasn't infecting them it was a gay disease it was a gay plague and um shows like this kind of it's as I said it gives context to why we live the way we live and why people are so um determined for rights so determined to keep uh, issues problems uh relevant in in society today because we don't you can't have history repeating itself and these shows although they're they're, they are shows, They're, some points are not realistic, obviously. Um, it's just a reminder that this stuff happened and it can happen again. And people need to understand that they need to care. They yeah, do need to care. It's so important as well, though, because like I would have heard about the epidemic, obviously, but I mm. think when you put kind of a show to it or you put faces to it, even if it is like fictional in a sense that the characters aren't real, but yeah. you still put faces to it so it does make it real and it kind of it brings that human element to the story it's, yeah it's an emotional element that is needed when telling and uh, that part of history or any part of history really that uh, involves people dying or dying from a plague or even uh, being abused by society it's we need that emotional impact yeah. so people can understand and so where can we watch it sin um, it's a sin is available on 4OD, the Channel 4 platform, um, uh, streaming platform. Uh, all episodes are available up there on there, and I would highly recommend anyone to watch it. Yeah, sounds brilliant. So, Michelle, I'll come back to you then for your second story. Yep, so this was an article written by John Thorns about is the price of Netflix still affordable and sustainable? So um, obviously we've been talking a lot today about different services and streaming. Um, it's become such a big part of all our lives now that we're all stuck at home. Um, so Netflix have increased their price this year again for the third year in a row, despite the fact that they have actually 
become more successful during the pandemic and more people have signed up. They're bigger than ever because obviously people are watching more television when they're at home all the time. And um, so they've increased their normal subscription by one euro. So it's now 12.99 a month and the premium has gone up by two euros. So it's 17.99 a month. And um, so that's quite a big chunk of money for for students and for people. It's kind of a big increase enough if you're thinking that's 18 euro going out of your bank account every every month, it can make a difference. Um, so 10 million subscribers signed up um, during the second quarter of, of last year. So when the pandemic hit, it did see a huge increase in people signing up. Um, so we'll see now if that kind of goes back after they've increased their prices again. Netflix have said that they're increasing the prices so they can make higher quality content and produce more of their own shows. And they did this with Bridgerton this year. That was a huge success. It was watched in more than 82 million households. So that was a huge amount of people watching that and um, so they're hoping to create more shows like that but then again we're seeing way more competition with Disney Plus we saw with Grey's Anatomy Disney Plus have started streaming that on there there was kind of who would take those big shows so there is competition um, for for those kind of shows and what shows will bring in more people to different streaming platforms. Um, there was also a survey done that John goes into. Um, so a thousand people were surveyed and of those 14% said they signed up to Netflix this year because of the pandemic. 20% said they signed up to Disney Plus and 21% said they actually started watching RT Player, which is a free streaming network so and um, that was kind of surprising to me because not many people would usually use RT player it's quite annoying to watch because it still has all the ads on it but again it's a free service so that might be why the people went there and um, so that was kind of most of what John kind of went over in the article but I think it'd be very interesting to kind of see will, when the pandemic is over will people come off all their subscriptions to Netflix and because obviously if the price is still going up they won't be watching it as much as they were and it's probably going to push people to not be interested anymore if the prices are going up year on year and now they won't really need it and um, hopefully next year the vaccines come true yeah i think like i didn't hear until i seen an article on i think it was either facebook or instagram or something i i didn't get an email from netflix saying that the price is going to increase so i was kind of shocked by that even i'm on um the normal subscription so it's only an increase of a euro but still that increased last year as well so it is a lot from what I started paying you know two three years ago whenever I got first got my subscription but do you think do you have Netflix to yourself and do you feel like it is affordable considering they are starting to bring out more original content like Bridgerton now yep so um at home here my brother actually play, pays for the family subscription um, and he said to me this year oh that can count as part of your birthday present because I'm still paying for that. But um, I think it is a bit of an increase when you build up all the things you're subscribed to. Like most people have Spotify. You might be subscribed to the Irish Times or, you know, all these different subscriptions. Like they all add up eventually. And even with like, even with the basic plan for Netflix, $12.99 is still quite a lot, especially if you only use it now and again. Mm -hmm. You want to really be kind of getting your value for money. And you can't be on your phone the whole time watching Netflix or um, kind of wasting your time like that but but shows like Bridgerton like they are they are creating like good quality shows and nowhere else is kind of doing that 
yeah. you know, creating yeah. such and such like a wide variety of different shows. But at the same time, Netflix have been criticized in the past for creating so many shows, but the quality isn't there. Where I think recently, the kind of last few shows like The Queen's Gambit and Bridgerton, they got huge traction and they were of a higher standard to a lot of the other shows that they have created in the past. So hopefully if if the price is going up, that they'll continue to create more higher quality content. Yeah, I think like you said as well, um, all of those shows have been so popular. You think of Bridgerton, The Queen's Gambit, um, Back to Normal People, all. I do wonder though, would all of these shows not individually but just collectively in general shows that are coming out at the moment if it's all just kind of a lockdown thing is it I'll watch this now because I'm in the house there's nowhere to go I do wonder are people just going to get sick of their laptops and just want to throw them out the window like you said before when the vaccine comes along and streaming services probably will suffer maybe in the next two, three years when people are just like, I don't want to look at my laptop anymore. I don't want to see one more show ever again. Yeah, but that's so true. Like if you're spending your whole day on your laptop in work or doing college work, you don't really want to sit down again and watch more Netflix and everyone's trying to be more active and get outside. But but after after the pandemic, I think they they will see a huge drop in the amount of people paying for Netflix. Like just as it's seen an increase in subscriptions, I'm sure it will see a decrease because people obviously only got Netflix because they were bored at home. Yeah. So I think you could yeah. really see a decrease. Yeah, it is interesting anyway. I suppose time will tell. Rhea, we'll come back to you then for your final article. My uh, next article is about festivals and saying when they will be opening up back back up this year it's by Neve Quinlan and I have to say I'm quite shocked by the amount of festivals that are quite hopeful for this year I don't know what they're expecting <laughs> is going to come maybe a mask fast vaccination of the whole country in, in this year coming but I don't know anyways um, so I, I was reading the article and I saw that longitude is still going ahead from July 2nd to 4th. Electric Picnic is still is still consistent that it, it's happening, which I am, I am amazed by. That's supposed to be happening kind of a week later than its usual time between September 3rd and 5th. Life Festival is still taking place May 28th to the 30th. Sea Sessions um, are are still adamant as well from and they say that they are hoping the festival will be back up and running by june 18th to 20th um the uh, which i um uh, i have to say i'm flabber flabbergasted by these these yeah. these dates as well i was reading the story and i just i couldn't believe it because i've heard like Glastonbury isn't going ahead i don't yeah. know like, presumed that the ones in Ireland wouldn't either no it 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 seems to be a complete disconnect between the reality and what they want to be honest because like as you said indie independence at least is being realistic and is not returning to Cork and then Glastonbury Glastonbury is cancelled and then Ziggit as well one of the biggest um, festivals of this year Hungarian festival is 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 not going ahead either so I really can't understand how Irish festivals believe that they're going to have that 
that popularity, that that um, that kind of um, you know as attention on them. Uh, people, I I really don't expect people to to be heading to any festivals this year. Like I know I know it may be a bit of hope because we are, we do have a vaccine, we do have people get, but we're still we're still on the over nineties. And yeah. this is a demographic of people who are between the years of like 18 to 60, you know, and and we're still in the still in the year of um, 90s who are getting fa- uh, people over 90 who are getting vaccinated. And only now they're thinking of going to the over 80s. So I don't really know. I, I'm just shocked, to be honest, because I, I don't really know what they expect will be coming of this yeah. of this year. But like obviously um, people are buying the tickets for these. So they're obviously, you know, slightly. Yeah, I, I suppose it's the kind of same way of thinking of people believing that they're going to be able to go on a foreign holiday this year yeah. it's this this maybe unrealistic hopefulness that they they might get some sun on their back or they might get to actually be a, a normal human being this year but um maybe later in the year like maybe electric picnic will go ahead maybe they'll cut the numbers half the numbers for that for that festival i i i'm just confused by it is my main issue i'm confused because you think that irish festivals would follow suit follow suit when the bigger festivals are like nah this ain't for us we'll we'll keep it out we'll keep it out for another year see how it goes but you know what i like their optimism i just don't think it's realistic (laughs) i agree i don't think it's realistic but then again i suppose the music industry festivals concerts Mm. they've been so badly hit by this like Neve spoke to Jay Nasty in the article um, who was meant to have his first open air performance um, last year, obviously couldn't yeah. go it. So it is affecting them. And I suppose like how much longer can they go just doing online, you know, online gigs? Yeah, no. Government supports. It's just, so I suppose that's probably why like they're holding on to the mm. hope that EP will go ahead, that Longitude will go ahead just so they can, you know, start like- to back to what they do with their lives. I definitely would understand that they're um, like, I wonder if they're saying that Longitude Electric Picnic, all these vessels are going ahead because they have they have um, kind of a plan for social distancing. But I I wouldn't say they do. I honestly from last from the last time I was there in Electric Picnic, there is no possible way you could you can enforce social distancing at events like that I I definitely understand artists frustration and want and need to get back there uh you know playing for live audiences like honest there's like a rush and that's the whole whole point that they kind of write music is to have that live reaction to have that chance to connect with people in real life uh because uh, we all know how exhausting it is to continually just look at our screen, do our work, and that's that. So I, it must be so heartbreaking in a way for artists not to have that kind of on, like realness. And but I don't know. I think they're promising too much too soon. Is yeah. what I'd say. I think so as well, and just. The over 70s aren't going to be vaccinated until mid-May. Yeah. I think it was Paul Reed said that yesterday. So it's just, it's hard to know. But then, yeah, again, it is it is a sense of, 
we need to get back there as, as soon as possible. But just maybe, like you said, September, October time, maybe yeah. it might happen. But who knows? Everything. I think there was so much hype put on 2021. It was kind of like this, you know, like this going to yeah. be the year. This is going to be the best year ever. And then nothing changed on January. No, no, I think people still have this kind of attitude that we're all being saved and we're not going to soon. This is all going to end by March and everything's got to go back to normal which it, I think it's a bit unfair to have these dates if I'm honest like yeah I I, I myself love co- uh, festivals but it's realist I just feel realistically that this isn't going to happen unless they have extreme measures for social distancing or, and reduce the numbers that are normally at these type of events like you said um, about the social distancing, there was actually the article Neve also mentions about the socially distanced concert in the UK. Yeah, Sam Vendor. seen this picture um, of like the little, like, I don't know what they are, kind of like just little bubbles kind of, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, does this, do you think this is something that Ireland could do or do you feel it just totally takes away from the atmosphere? And the I wouldn't say it takes away from the atmosphere. It might take away from the, you know, claustrophobic uh, atmosphere. But um, I suppose for a concert, I could definitely, for a concert coming up, I could definitely see them doing this. Yeah. Um, it, and uh, some from the Sam Bender event, it, it's it's possible you know, it, it's it's not a faraway thought. It's not delusional. It is possible to do something like that. But for a festival where people staying over on the grounds, people people camping out, mm-hmm. um, being highly intoxicated most of the time, it's, it's kind of uh, hard to believe that they'd be able to do that during like a three-day event or a two-day event where... Um, people are all around constantly if, yeah. if you understand what I'm saying yeah I feel you know maybe people should just take the their thoughts or you know hopes for 2021 just down an notch maybe yeah down like like you'll get to see your friends yeah that will honestly be a bonus <laughs> if you go beyond 5k see a few friends like you know just yeah maybe a few drinks in your yeah. back garden yeah. and that won't yes. be illegal Thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you're interested in reading any of the articles mentioned in today's podcast, there are links in the description box below.